going on? It's Thursday, which means Thursday Night Football, which means it's the Showdown Hoedown. Welcome, new guy. Glad you're finding my channel. YouTube decided to finally quit hating me. You know, maybe let the algorithm spread the love a little bit. I'm a high-limit DFS player called the Degenerate75, and I'm here to help you not suck so bad at DFS, because if you don't know, should be tough. Should be tough. I encourage you to hang around. If you like the cut of my jib, come check out the schedule. The big guy stays busy. I focus exclusively on two sports, football and golf. That's it. That's it. Tonight we're doing NFL football. Even though I got the PGA hat on, I'm excited because, you know, it, it, there's golf going on today. What the fuck do you want from me? I can play two sports. So let's get going. First of all, we always start where we always start. It's contest selection. If you don't know, this is the first place you're blowing money. Do this for me, okay? You see the big $15 a night? You're going to win $500,000? No, you're not. You're not going to win it, okay? And if you do, it's going to be a 500-person chop. So I will make you the deal. I've made with everybody forever. You go max enter this, I won't say a word about it, okay? The guys, the top pros who are max entering this, they are plus EV players. They can get away with it. But that that ain't you, Bob. That ain't you, so don't do it, okay? You want to go play your five con your five lineups tonight? Don't put it in this piece of shit contest, okay, where all the money goes to first place. Go find these better contests. Just do this one thing for me tonight because I feel like I say the same damn thing every video. Determine how many scripts you like tonight, right? How do you think the game's going to play out? Maybe you see it playing out this way or this way, right? You really like one of these two scripts. It's either going to be the Bills blow them out or it's going to be a Patriots win in a slog type game, okay? And so you determine, I like two scripts tonight. And so what I want you to do is I want you to say, all right, well, how many uh, lineups do I need to make to feel good about each of these scripts getting there? So I would suggest if you're going to do two scripts, probably want to have about 10 lineups per script, right? Because in a given script, there can be a lot of different variations of how it could get there, right? And so you go build about 10 lineups for this script and about 10 lineups for this. And so you're going to build 20 lineups. Now that you know how many lineups you want to build based on the number of scripts you have, now I want you to go look at the contest. And I want you to just go look. Go play in the $3.20 max. It's a great tournament. 10% to first, 10% of that to 10th. That is a money tournament. A money tournament. And you can max enter for just 60 bucks. If that's too much for you, go try out the $1.20 max. Now you can do... 10 lineups or 10 lineups with this script, 10 lineups with this script. You get to play 20 bucks. You're in there and you still have a chance to win some real money, right? This, these are where it's at. If you only like one script tonight, you just want to play three or four lineups, go play some three maxes. Go play in some single entries. $5 single entry, $100 single entry, $50 single entry, $12 single entry. These are better depending on what your bankroll is. Play the single entries that you find comfortable. Go play the three, the, the $8 three max. These are great tournaments. Or if you got six or seven scripts and you're a sweaty bastard and you want to play 150 lineups tonight, go play the 50 cent. Go play the 50 cent mini max, $7,500 to first. Look, even this little donkey tournament has a much better payout structure than the main $15, right? 10% to first. Uh, and then what? What is that? One thirtieth to tenth. Not the best, but not the worst. It's not one one hundredth like the big fifteen dollar is. So do that for me. That is the first place you're blowing your money is getting in the wrong damn contest. Quit thinking about oh, if I won that first place, you're not gonna win it. Start thinking about hey, if I get sixth place with a really really good lineup tonight. Am I going to win some fucking game changer money? And most likely, if you're playing in good structured tournaments, the answer is going to be yes. And if you don't know, there's going to be a lot of times in your life where you'll get sixth and very, 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 very few times, maybe never, that you get first in a big field GPP.
All right, hey, come hop in my tournament. It's right here. It's, the link is in the description. It's on for the Sunday main slate. Winner gets a free $20 Millionaire Maker ticket that you get to build with me, and we'll split it 50-50. So go hop in it. Uh, we had over 100 people last week, so let's just keep growing it. Just growing a community. No strings attached. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Hey, by the way, can't help but notice no ads on this video. And you can't help but notice the big guy blowing past 2,000. We're, eight, we're, eight. we're heading for 3,000 for the Masters. So help me. Uh, like, subscribe, maybe tell a friend about me. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that spreads it a lot faster than the stupid YouTube algorithm. All right, here we go. Uh, looks like tonight we've got nice, cold, clear weather there for the Bills and the Patriots. Which, by the way, growing up, this would have been like my favorite game because I was a Bills fan growing up, and I always hated the Patriots. So uh, this game, I guess I still get a little childhood nostalgia, but let's be real. I just want to win the money. So tonight I'm going to be looking at this weather. I'm seeing 35 and clear. It's going to be a crisp night there in New England. And uh, we're going to be using Run the Sims, right? This is what we use to break down uh, our, the, the slate tonight. As you can see, we have a 43.5-point total, which is really low. I mean, you rarely ever see the Buffalo Bills in a 43.5-point uh, total, right? And part of that is because the game's in New England, and New England is really good at making games sloggy when they're at home. Um, so with that in mind, that, that, that really, to me, opens up a lot of uh, 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 scripts that we don't normally see with the Bills, right? Normally when you're playing the Bills, the best the best script is almost always they blow the other team out or that shoots out, right? Those are the two most popular scripts. But I think tonight you could get away with probably like a sloggy type game. And you could even do a Bills win like 17 to 6 type game, and I think that makes sense, right? But, I, you know, based on what we know about the Patriots, based on what we know about Bill Belichick, they're going to slow this game down. They're going to try to make it ugly. They're going to try to take the, the pace out of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they run maybe 55 plays total tonight on offense, which is really low for all of you that don't know. You want to be seeing teams, uh, you know, an average is about 61, 62 plays a game, and they're just going to deflate it. They're going to run the clock down. They're going to run the ball a lot, and that is going to equal fewer plays for Josh Allen and the Bills offense. Fewer plays equals fewer opportunities. So a very likely game script is just the sloggy one, but you got to think with a total like that, you're not going to be the only person that thinks of that. So maybe consider some alternate ones. Maybe you, you play the Patriots actually whoop that ass, you know, like 24 to 14 Patriots win, they get ahead. And then you just play some bills scrambling and getting back in garbage time type thing, right? That could be a script you could play. You could play the kickers and defense one, whatever your script is. I don't give a shit what you play, bro. I'm not here for picks. I'm here to just help you think, but those are the things that we want to consider. As far as injuries go, it looks like Jake Kumaro is somebody we're def uh, definitely going to need to uh, consider. Not that he plays much, but the fact that he's out, I think, makes Khalil uh, uh, Tupac's little uh, little nephew, Shaker, uh, I think that makes him uh, viable, probably is the clear number four receiver there for the Bills. So if you're needing a punt, he might be viable. The other big news is it does appear as though Damian Harris has officially been ruled out, which now makes J.J. Taylor the mega $200 chalk tonight. Uh, you're going to have to determine if you want to play him or not. But man, 34% ownership. Woo! Whoo. And then the last one, we got to watch Jacoby Meyer. Make sure he's active tonight. Um, we won't know that until 90 minutes before the game. I'm, le I'm, I'm hearing he's probably going to play. So we're going to lean towards that. Let's go over to the optimals and see what we have. No surprise, Ramondre Stevenson is the number one player on this slate as far as showing up in the optimals. Higher than even Josh Allen, showing up in the optimal 77% of the time. And you got to think to yourself, well, what if the Bills get ahead? Then Ramondre could get game scripted out. Matter of fact, you need to go look at Ramondre's stats because the further they get behind, it actually increases his value because he is getting an insane amount of work out of the backfield in the passing game. He is, I believe, averaging nine targets a game over his last four. Insane. So if they're ahead, they're going to be running Ramondre and he's probably going to be scoring touchdowns and getting rushing yards. If they get behind, they're going to be passing it all over the 
place, and Ramondre Stevenson is going to probably be the largest target getter on this team. So he's almost script-proof in that way, right? But at the same time, you got to factor in what's his ownership going to be. I think the news that that Damian Harris is going to be out, I think you're going to see him get well above this 55% that uh, Run the Sims is currently projecting him at. So you're going to have to ask yourself, like, what what is the point of, like, you will play him? If you think that he is going to be in the optimals 80% of the time and his ownership's only going to be 60%, well, then you should probably build scripts around that because he's going to be a very good leveraged player. If you think he's only going to show up in the optimals 50% of the time and be owned 70, well, then he's a very negative leveraged play. So that's up for you to consider. I don't know what to tell you, brother. But what I can tell you is Ramondre Stevenson is script proof. I I could see him getting there in any script, right? Whereas a script where the Bills kind of get ahead in a sloggy game and are running the ball a lot, there's no way Josh Allen's paying off a $12,200 price tag. So Josh Allen and basically everybody else on this slate are not script proof. There are scripts where you can leave Josh Allen out. There are scripts where you can leave Stefan Diggs out. There's tons of scripts where you can leave Mac Jones out. But I would say Ramondre Stevenson, no matter what script you're running, I could probably make an argument of how he still probably gets there and should still probably be in your player pool for that. But at the same time, maybe you have one that I'm not thinking of. So you, you make your own lineups. I'm not paying for your lineups. All right, from there. The, the 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 clear thing that everybody knows about the Patriots is they love to take away team's number one uh, threat, right? I think we can all agree for Buffalo, that's definitely going to be Stefan Diggs, right? So Gabe Davis is horribly overpriced at 8000 not based on his talent, just based on his production this year. So you might be able to get Gabe Davis at like a really good leverage play tonight, right? He he has three games a year where he just goes ape shit, and then it makes it look like he had a really good season. So because of that, maybe tonight's one of those nights. If you're playing that it's going to be a low-scoring slog, I don't think you want to be playing Gabe Davis, right? $8,000 for a guy that might only see three, four, five targets, I don't think he could pay that off in a sloggy type game. I want Gabe Davis in a in a script where uh, the Bills are in a shootout, or I want it in one where the Patriots are taking away digs, thus Davis becomes the alpha. Those are the kind of scripts I'm targeting Gabe Davis in, because he could be the nuts play. He could even be a captain type play if you think this is one of those three games a year he goes off. Uh, the real question I think that you got to start with tonight is what to do with J.J. Taylor. Now that Damian Harris is out, everybody loves to put the $200 guy in their lineup because when you do that, it frees up the rest of your lineup to basically get all the nice pay-up options. And this game has great pay-up options with Stevenson, Allen, Diggs, very good pay-up options, right? So because of that, people want to get all three of those guys in there. You're going to need the $200 guy. But when you play J.J. Taylor in your lineup, not only are you playing a guy that probably, you know, 30, 40% of people are going to be playing, but it puts you in the exact same builds as everybody else, right? When you put that $200 guy in there, now you're going to be playing Allen Stevenson and Diggs just like everybody else. So now you basically have the same four guys is probably legitimately 10,000 other lineups in your contest, right? And so now you're playing a 2v2 versus all of those. So this is what you got to consider when playing J.J. Taylor is when I put him in my lineup, is it is it guiding me towards the exact same? same builds as everybody else and if the answer is yes well then maybe the answer is you just fade the $200 guy and maybe he doesn't get there right not that it takes a lot for him to get there literally one catch for five yards he's basically got there right but there is a path to him not being in the optimal as you can see he only shows up in the optimal even at $200 only 22% of the time yet his projected ownership is 34 so odds are it might be a good play to fade him and if you do decide you got to play him you're too scared to miss out don't go put him with the most obvious five other guys, right? That's what I'm really encouraging to do. If you're going to play a guy like him, I think you want to leave $3,000 on the table. That, that's my opinion. You do whatever you want. So, But I think you got to start there. 
Last thing is, is what about your build? If you think it's going to be a sloggy game, always remember in slogs, games that are going to be low scoring, 16 to 13 type game, kickers, defenses, running backs, tight ends tend to outpace quarterbacks and wide receivers at least point per dollar in those type games. In shootout type games, if this game ends up being 27-24, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers will almost always outpace the, uh, the, the running backs, the tight ends, the kickers, and the defenses. So that's something to keep in mind. Tight ends can kind, of, can kind of be swing based on what their salary is. If it's a really cheap tight end, you know they tend to not get outpaced. But Dawson Knox at 6,200 is not a free square tonight. That's pretty pricey. So you know Dawson Knox in a sloggy type game isn't as appealing as somebody like you know Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry being much more discounted. <clears throat> the other thing you need to consider is Mac Jones. If if this game's really going to be you know 16 to 13, what is Mac Jones? Uh, path to success, right? He offers no rushing upside, right? Josh Allen, even if this game's sloggy, still might rush for 60 yards, still might throw one touchdown, and still might throw for 250 yards. It could still backdoor you 22 points, which in a really low-scoring game will still probably get him in the optimal, even though his points per dollar is not great. But Mac Jones, there is a very real path that he rushes for zero yards, throws for 178 yards, an interception, and no touchdowns, right? And seven points from a $9,400 guy is not going to get you there, right? So you have to ask yourself, how does Mac Jones get there? And in a lot of scripts, he just isn't going to get there. In the scripts where you do want to play Mac Jones, I think you almost certainly want to stack him with at least 1.5 pass catchers. What's 1.5 mean? Well, of course, a wide receiver and tight end are going to be full pass catchers, right? Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker. Those are full pass catchers. A half pass catcher would be somebody like Ramondre Stevenson, right? Somebody who's going to be catching balls out of the backfield. Not a true pass catcher, but somebody that will absorb enough uh, targets that you have to at least consider him. So if I'm playing Mac Jones in a lineup, I'm playing him with at least 1.5 other Patriots because that's the only way I see him getting there is him getting at least two other guys there in the passing game. If he's not going to do that, he just won't score enough points because he offers no upside with his legs. For the Bills, if you want to, you know, if you're buying the whole narrative that they're going to take away Stefan Diggs, we've already talked about Gabe Davis, but maybe you just play counter the whole thing and you say, you know what, fuck the whole Bills passing game. I'm just going to run with the running backs, right? And I think you could. There is a script in which the Bills just get ahead and just lean on the Patriots and run the shit out of the ball and like a Devin Singletary. <clears throat> A Devin Singletary, James Cook double stack could possibly get there, right? They could both, you know, one could have, uh, they could both have something like 80 yards, a few catches, and a touchdown apiece, and the Bills win this game something like 21 to 10, right? And in that one, almost assuredly, both of those guys would be in the would be in the optimal, right? And so there is a path to that being successful. If I'm running a double Bills. Um, running back, I'm certainly going to correlate that with the Bills' defense because they're probably going to be playing from ahead. The Patriots are going to be desperate playing from behind. The Bills will be pinning their ears, going and sacking Mac Jones, making him fumble, throw pick sixes, all that good stuff. So those are the correlations I'm looking for. Also, in that one, I'm probably not playing Diggs. I'm probably going to look more, well, I'm not going to play, excuse me, I'm not going to play Gabe Davis, but I would be open to somebody like Diggs or Isaiah McKenzie just because there's going, they're, they're going to probably get more targets per dollar than Gabe Davis is. And in a game where the Bills are running and they might only throw the ball 25 times, I want the guys that are going to get the largest percentage of those targets relative to their price. So those are some things to consider. Dawson Knox is a little overpriced. Maybe you take advantage of that. Maybe you say, hey, if they're going to take away Stefan Diggs, maybe I'll just go Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox, which by the way, if you got him stacked with Allen, that's a very expensive uh, start to your stack, right? But at the same time, you'll be different because we know Diggs will be at least 60% owned tonight, right? You run it back with Stevenson, and then now you've got a decently chalky start, so now maybe you go get different. The last thing you want to consider is roster composition. 
with the Bills being favored tonight and the Bills just objectively being the better team, the most common build tonight will be a 3-3 build with a Bill at the captain. The second most common build will be a 4-2 Bills build, okay, with four Bills, two Patriots. But what will be way less likely tonight will be four Patriots and two Bills. What will be almost unheard of tonight will be five Patriots and one Bill. So consider these things when you're making your lineup. Be aware. Don't just always go with the 3-3 stack because that's what almost everybody does. That is the safe play. If you're playing cash, which by the way, I think that there is a reasonable argument to play some double ups in cash tonight, you can do that. But in GBPs, you kind of want to get different. And a great way to get different is running four twos. That means four Patriots and two Bills, right? Or run four Bills and two Patriots, but make one of the Patriots the captains, right? That's a way that you can get a little bit different right there. So you're not sacrificing good plays. You're simply just composing your roster in a different way. The last thing you got to consider is what to do with J.J. Taylor. He seems to be the free square now as the backup running back to Ramondre Stevenson. Um, but you got to ask yourself, maybe he's just not involved. We do know the Patriots have a track history of being pretty fucking flaky with their players. And so maybe he's not even going to get the backup role tonight. And 34% of lineups will instantly be dead. Or maybe he scores a 15-yard uh, reception touchdown on the first drive. And you faded him and now all your lineups are dead. That's up for you to decide. I'm just here to put the thoughts out there. I think that's the breakdown for tonight. I will be doing another one for my Discord. The Discord over here is connected through my Patreon. It is growing every day. Come check it out. It's in the description if you want to join. Great little community over there. Also, go give me a follow on the Twitters. Almost to 3,500. I appreciate it. Uh, feel free to reach out. I'm not an asshole. The big dogs like the other people in this industry. So if you ever have any questions, reach out to me. I'll give you a thoughtful response. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Make sure to come check out my shit. And, uh, you know, I, if you like the cut of my jib, don't forget. The big guy does a lot of stuff. I hope you kick some ass tonight. I'll see you again Saturday for final thoughts for a week long. I appreciate you guys checking it out. I hope you kick some ass tonight. But more importantly, I hope you enjoy my outro.